Welcome to the Improv Network Podcast. This is a series of conversations aimed at building stronger connections throughout the improv community. Kurt knows it. You ought to know it too. Hey, Kurt. Thanks for joining. Uh, I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we are your education team for the Improv Network. You can go to theimprovnetwork.org to check out all sorts of resources, uh, including an Improv FAQ page with these conversations archived as well as mini lectures in video format uh, for your enjoyment. And we got profiles, profiles up the wazoo. So many profiles. We still haven't reached the limit though. I, I, I truly believe our audience can make more profiles. Yes. That's a challenge to all of you. <laughs> do, the, do the individual, do the team profile, do the teacher profile. Coaching profile, the cold case profile. Yeah. <laughs> um, a good way to slip in a segue there to uh, <laughs> following up on last week's episode. Um, we talked with the director of an upcoming show, uh, Cold Case. Our guest, Mallory, uh, is launching this Wednesday. Bob, you got info on that? Uh, yeah, yeah I just put the link in the comments. So uh, click on that to get, um, to get your tickets and check out a cool show. And that's an immersive virtual experience. Um, and uh, if you want more info on it, uh, all you have to do is check out last week's episode of the Improv Network podcast. And uh, we'll do a deep dive on immersive theater and the virtual world of uh, I was, I, 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 a posthumous. I, was, I kept my mind wanted to go purgatory, but posthumous <laughs> is the uh, world of. That would be a cool immersive uh, show, though. I'd I'd go to see Purgatory live. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty much there. There there's a lot of uh, overlap in, in the concepts. But uh, anywho, um, enough about last week's episode. We are very excited for this week's episode. Yeah, uh, we have a wonderful guest lined up. We have been making our way through all of the staff members of the Improv Network. Um, and rounding out the roster, we have our good friend, uh, secretary of the board for the Improv Network, uh, LA-based improviser, uh, tax man. Please welcome <laughs> Jeff Thompson. Yeah. No, no, no. Sell all my stock. Just sell it all. Oh, hey guys, how's it going? Hey man, that's just like an official call. Like you didn't have to. No, just important secretary stuff. Nobody knows what the secretary of the board does, so maybe they sell stocks. <laughs> yeah, our stock manager. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thanks so much for joining. I'm glad that we were able to get you on. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I know I'm a hard guy to nail down, um, mostly because I don't usually wake up in the morning. Um, and some people, oh, thanks, Kirk. Uh, some people might uh, even argue that I'm not awake yet, so... Um, Man, I I I totally relate, and I get it. I it's one p.m. here, and I'm still like, this is the earliest I want to commit to doing a weekly show. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate you being here at ten a.m. your time. There was a debate uh, when we started this, like, 
do we do noon? No, man, that's too. That's what time I wake up on Sunday. How about yeah. one? Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Two. That's too late. We might not get people to watch this. Yeah, I'm gonna be heading toward my nap by two. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I was just going to say that it's uh, wonderful how, like, sensitive we've become to other people's time zones in the past couple yeah. of years. Um, like, when you invite people to stuff, you always put, like, PST or EST, because if I had a dollar for every time I said 1 p.m. and I got a call at 10 a.m., yeah, yeah, well, two, two, two times, twice, so didn't <laughs> yeah, happen very awesome. often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Jeff, we're, we're excited to talk to you. Um, we're going to start with the topic of listening. And to be honest, we're basically starting there because um, I don't, it's not a topic that we've had a, a, on an episode before. And because uh, it's as good a place as any, as any to meander off um, in any way we want throughout the conversation. So we might not stick too tightly to the topic of listening, but we'll start there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh one thing that uh, I'll just throw out there as kind of a, a kickstart of the conversation is that um, I think there was a, a, a good amount of conversation that I've come across about um, listening being passive versus active. Uh, mm-hmm. And specifically, like, there's there's active listening in, like, conversation and whatnot, but, like, how does active listening um, represent itself in improv? Like, what do you do? as a good listener more so than like, what does it mean to listen? I guess is my question to start. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, I, when you said that conversation, I was thinking about how people have been talking. I'm not sure if you guys are like deep in this debate about, uh, like you share a personal experience and then I share a personal experience. And some people are saying like, doing that like is hogging the conversation making it about you and other people say that it's uh you know like uh sharing an experience and uh, empathizing and saying like hey look this thing that you went through a breakup i also went through a break uh breakup uh or a breakup which is uh, the saddest way <laughs> yeah, to say oh, it to i do a lot of baking post breakup yeah. so that's what i call it time to bake up buddy uh, your your heart break up bake up <laughs> um the uh, but yeah, the I, I I'm not sure if uh, you can tell if somebody's listening by what they're doing while they're listening. Uh, I'm sure that like mm-hmm's and things like that help, but like we don't really do that in scenes. I think you can tell how well somebody listens by what they respond to uh, or how they respond. And I always try to tell students like uh, don't like have a emotional response to. Uh, what the person is saying, which is basically letting what the person says affect you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's when you really have those like really fun moments uh, where you can take anything that the person said and hear it uh, and apply like uh, uh, context or subtext to it. uh, And then it really shows that not only were you listening to what they were just saying, but you've been paying attention the entire scene or show. Yeah, I, one, I don't know where the debate goes on that sharing personal experiences, uh, but we'll that is definitely it. how that's how I listen for sure in, mm-hmm. in conversation. Yeah. Is is uh, sometimes sometimes I do actively try to do a better job of like asking questions um, as opposed to like matching sharing. But my I think my default personally is to match 
Um, and it's interesting because uh, I think that there is an equivalent of that in um, in improv where you might like just match kind of like the, the give and take is you establish something, I'll establish something. Yes. So we're just kind of like sharing what we know about each other or, or what we're, what we're missing in the world. We're just like going back and forth, filling in the gaps. And sometimes I do find myself in that mode uh, in improv. And that's a little bit slower of a, of a scene build to me than taking what somebody said and like, like internalizing and, and reacting to it. Like, um, and obviously if you can do both of them at, at, at once, the, that's, that's the perfect scenario. But I just, th I just thought it was interesting that like, I, I do find myself sometimes just matching the, the, like what we're putting on the table in an improv scene, as mm -hmm. opposed to like really reacting um, or digging deeper into what the other person just said. I do think that's a kind of, so the first part, I do think that's an interesting conversation. Like, are you hogging a conversation by relating? And I think that's all about intent. Like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, you had your heart broken. I, I know what it feels like, man. You'll get through this. I've, I've been through it before. And hey, I, I was fine. And you'll be fine. And that's cool. Or hey, I, I, I just went through a breakup. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about my breakup. Like, to mm -hmm. me, that's, that, you know, there, there's yeah. a nuance to it. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your one sentence. I'm going to do a soliloquy on, on every breakup I've ever had and how it, it affected me probably more than you do right now because yeah, I'm yeah. The, the main character of my movie and I'm going to get the monologue. Um, but I also like what you said about in a scene, like adding subtext, because some of my favorite moves are when someone takes like a very simple sentence and turns it into like uh, a feeling or, or uh, almost like a, I know this about you because this is also true. And then we mm -hmm. learn more about that character. So I always like that kind of listening skill. Like every, uh, I'm, I'm stealing this from somebody, so don't give me credit, but treating every line of dialogue as a gift. I'm sure everybody's <laughs> heard some version of that before. And I do love that. Like if you're active listening, you know, use the whole Buffalo. Mm -hmm. as they say. Yeah. Improv. And honestly, it, uh, it's one of the reasons I want, I, I know I, I kind of uh, diminished the, the reason we chose listening uh, at the top of the episode, but truly one of the reasons that I did think it, it would be a good kickoff point for you, Jeff, is, is that um, uh, I've never improvised with you, but just talking with you, um, you are really fun to talk to because you do a lot of bits and the way that you do bits, I can just tell that you are a great listener in improv and that you, the, the way that you manifest listening is to pull little details and then immediately use them, reapply them in a, in a heightening sort of way. Um, you find yourself doing that. In oh kind no. Of oh no. My secrets. I thought that <laughs> yeah. I did so well. Uh, That's the whole so, premise of this podcast, bud. Spill it. <laughs> uh, ah. Uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, I, I mean, that's kind of why I teach it because I'm like, oh yeah, that like super works for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I've like, I, I preach the gospel of like listening because it's helped me in so many, uh, different aspects of my life. Uh, and, uh, so we can start at the beginning. Uh, so, um, as you may or may not know, I teach psychology. 
Uh, and the reason why I teach psychology is because I wanted to become a psychologist, but then I was like, this is hard. And I cannot emotionally be there for people all the time like this. And also, if I became a psychologist, I couldn't be an actor because you cannot skip therapy sessions to go to an audition. And so I had to choose. And I think I chose somebody. Uh, yeah, so. just getting somebody to cover. Like, I got to have, like, <laughs> I need my Saturday. Can, can somebody just jump in? And I, it's he's yeah. super easy client. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's on the roof right now. Just like go, like, hey, I'm Greg. Uh, so I'm just subbing in for Jeff. Uh, don't, don't do it. Uh, so <laughs> Don't do um, it. That's, that's your, I don't know what you're planning on doing. Just don't do it. No. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, so one thing that you learn in like therapy school, if you go to a, a good therapy school, uh, is different types of listening and also, uh, just the value of them. Uh, and so at the like most basic, uh, uh, psychology and improv like, uh, are, are very intertwined. So at the most oh, yeah. basic thing, like, uh, you just have the ability to listen and reflect. Uh, so you said, oh, yeah, just now. And then before that, you said, yeah. Um, so the like just simply being able to hear what somebody said and then repeat it. Right. Uh, which seems so simple, but people are really bad at it. Right. Uh, like because, uh, you know, I could be like, oh, yeah, you said, uh, yeah. And then you said, oh, yes, which is kind of what you said but it isn't exactly what you said. I'm, and uh, cause like when we remember something, usually what we do is we apply our own memory and emotion in our retelling of that thing. So we distort what we hear, uh, which if you know, have, know your comedic voice, you use that for comedy. Uh, and then uh, you hear what somebody said and you misinterpret a situation and make it funny. But in like actual relationships, it's problematic. And also when you're just starting out and you're not uh, actually listening to people, you're just picking and choosing just so that you can say something funny, then that's a problem. Uh, and then uh, uh, on top of uh, like that, just kind of reflective listening, then you can add on uh, like active listening. So, you know, proper mm -hmm's, yes, okay's, uh, and uh, proper like interjections with questions for clarification. Um, you know, even if it's something more rhetorical, like he actually said that to you, which is just kind of mirroring the emotion. Uh, and then you have like more uh, interpretive active listening or uh, uh, active reflection where you reflect with an interpretation. Uh, so, uh, you know, you said, yep, yeah. uh, you said, okay, uh, yeah, uh, and I'm forgetting what you actually said, uh, but um, uh, I could even say something like, uh, you know, it sounds like we're on the same page about a lot of these things, right? Um, and doing that while I was also training in improv, uh, at a certain point, I just was like, oh, let me just like listen to what people are saying um, because it, uh, I think um, uh, one thing that I've been working on, uh, and you'll tell me if I've gotten okay at this or not, <laughs> is just being like a fun person, like just being like a person who like, because uh, uh, I've had that, like when you're talking to somebody and then this person is just like so focused on you and it's like for that person, everything 
and the world has melted away and they're solely focused on you. Uh, like that's just such a wonderful feeling to just be seen in the moment. Uh, so I really try hard when I'm improvising to make people know like, yo, I've been, every word that you said, I have listened to and I'm here with you and I'm going to like lift it up to the highest degree. Um, and then take a break to like do really funny bits and like do stand up for a second. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, my first part of my big soapbox on listening. Well, yeah, let me ask you uh, a little follow up on that concept of zeroing in on somebody because because you, you started that that little thread by saying um, you've been actively trying to be more more of a fun person. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, like a uh, like a. Like a fun and like a uh, wow, I like really felt like my time with this person was valuable. Gotcha. Like I felt like, you know, yeah, and and on and off stage both. Yeah, uh, the I try to like I've I've done less checking over the phone when I'm talking to people. Uh, just like things that I get distracted very easily, so it's actually like a challenge for me to like focus on one person the entire time. Uh, but I've been trying to like work through that so that I'm not um, uh, like checking emails while I'm in a call with somebody. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and uh, I definitely, <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff, we're still, mm -hmm. yeah, oh, I'm back. We shouldn't have, why do we sell yeah. all of them? <laughs> um, that is, I, that's a, that's a fantastic goal. Um, something that I definitely relate to, and um, I feel like I've gone through stretches where that's been like my focus of of like how can I just be a more present person off stage, you know, um, and uh, yeah, put away the phone and, and stuff like that. I, I guess I'm just kind of curious, like how to you that goes hand in hand with being a more fun person to be around, like like being present and being fun are. Because you can also, I, I I thought maybe where you were going with like the folk, you know, being intently focused on somebody. Sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. That that you're kind of like seeing into their soul, or like listening too hard, or like you know psychoanalyzing them um, deeply while while just like casually talking. You know, I have had that experience where like if I'm too present and not fun, <laughs> people you know are be like, can yeah. it, it, can we not have such like a oddly intimate like um deep hang right now like <laughs> yeah so how, how um, do you like pair those together uh uh so uh this would be me admitting that i i haven't fully figured it out yet uh because <laughs> i'm also like um i don't know i um like i i really hate small talk like it doesn't do anything for me i'm just like why are we talking if we're not talking mm -hmm. so like uh um sometimes i'll just be like hey nice to meet you we you know we all die so like what, what's the deal with that yeah that's what you lead in with all right yeah well i started with hey nice to meet you so that's how i lead yeah. in the, the, yeah. the second part yeah well, how much time do you think we actually have on this planet yeah because yeah, we could live to 70 but will the planet last that long yeah, yeah. well I, I read this article and the author was talking about small talk and big talk most of us mm -hmm. you know like casually you know get into small talk like hey how's it going how you doing you know what's up uh compared to getting a cab and like hey where are your parents from what did he do 
And like it, mm-hmm. it, it might open up a new door. Like you can actually learn about somebody rather than just doing, you know, the plight thing. Like, How's your day? And everybody's going to say, okay, no matter how their actual day is going, because that's mm-hmm. the plight thing to respond with. Mm-hmm. So you don't learn anything. You're just going through the motions. Uh, although I really enjoy the new, like, oh, I'm good. Well, you know, all things considered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. when everybody says it, it's, you know. Yeah, that is, that is really, like, there's part of it where, it, like, really that should probably, that's a more honest and complete yeah. ge- generic exchange, mm-hmm. like, even yeah. pre-pandemic is, like, if, if if the norm was just to be, like, I'm doing good, all things considered. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that. But, yeah. <laughs> it's the new standard. I love it. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I just was, uh, glad to clarify. Um, yeah, the, the, the difference, although they do go hand in hand between, uh, like just being present and also being fun. Um, and then is there, is there, is it easier or like, um, what are the different goal sets that you have, you know, when you're performing to do both? To be present, like you said, you're you're like really leaning into the people you're playing with and being like, I'm picking up everything that you're giving. Um, but do you ever run into the challenge of like how to keep that comedic or how to grain that into something that like not only people feel um, listened to and supported, but like that the scene was funny if that's if that is the goal. Uh, the so one thing that I've been trying, and I actually got to do. Um, uh, a stage improv show, which I haven't done in forever. And I was like, I think I'm going to be really bad at this. Uh, but then I was like, wait a second. I know uh, like what I need to focus on. Uh, and I basically was like, I don't, I'm not going to concern myself with trying to be funny because we all know that like, even if we're not trying to be funny, the funny will come. Uh, and I'm not going to concern myself with like what, Uh, I'm going to try to do. I'm not going to try to plan. I'm just going to, like, go out there and then see what's there and then, like, react to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the... uh, And I've been trying to, um, like, work on this. uh, I'm I'm teaching a, like, documentary improv class. Uh, Not documentaries about improv, improvising documentaries. I'm not sure if I said that in the correct order. Uh, Improv documentary class. It's it's, it's a long form uh, format. Uh, Thank you. Completely improvised, but pulls uh, themes or devices from documentary style. Yes. So like documentary Uh, now, improvised. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh, We got there, guys. We got there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the... Uh, thing that I've been like uh, trying to focus on is like uh, you don't have to do a lot. Uh, you like literally um, like I think people with a documentary they're like, oh, I have to like monologue for like three minutes. No, you could like literally come in for like thirty seconds and just like talk about your feelings about a thing, or just like come in and say like, yeah, that Jeff guy, real asshole. Don't let that smile. Uh, uh, mislead you, right? And that could be it, right? Uh, and we always feel like we have to do so much, uh, but honestly, we have to do so little. Also, like I've been trying to be more like, uh, like hyper present focused. Uh, and in improv, like 
you you want to like have the whole show figured out sometimes but really all you need to do is be in the present moment and then if you continue being in present moments for a while then the show will be over um so really i just like try to uh and and then probably can be like a little more intent with your uh focus so nobody gets too scared unless you like this guy in improv mm -hmm. uh <laughs> uh the uh although it's really fun to be uh remember back in the day where you could just grab somebody by their shoulders and talk really close to their face um <laughs> yeah uh, so 2019 improv wow so long <laughs> Um, we're dating. Our, I think floppy disks were still a thing, yeah. like the big ones. The Rotary phones. Yeah. <laughs> and then grabbing people by the shoulders. Uh, Doing so, this in the car to roll down the window. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I have a friend who's like, just pressing a button like, what is that? You can go um, inside a McDonald's and eat. It was wild. <laughs> woo, just three guys hanging in a play place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eating their McRib. Uh, so the um so yeah i i think the most important thing is just like being as present as possible uh because if you if you're not um then how can you like do a scene if you have no idea what's going on you know yeah so, so let me ask you this like both of you like when you're active listening uh what are you doing with the information are you just do you put it because we're all, uh, if we're doing something yes. narrative, we, we might be yes, trying to... Hang on, guys. Uh, this, this cat's wreaking havoc in the room. <laughs> now that James is gone... Oh, yeah. I oh, have wait, something... He's back. <laughs> oh. I, I, lo I love that twice now <laughs> in a conversation about listening, I've had to mute and disengage. <laughs> right. Let me. Do, it's I, meta. I, I, I hate to, but oh, I got. We can more. see that that cat stalking you. So <laughs> I was. Worried. Yeah, I was really worried for like his safety. Yeah. Like it was. And now he's just sitting there guarding. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you. Um, ah, okay. Because what I tend to do when I'm active listening is listen to what they're saying and what does that mean for me, the character or the situation. And then why are they saying this? What does that say about them, their character? Um, or is it just fluff? You know, is this, are they just talking? Because Especially like when you first start, like there's a lot of talking that doesn't really need to be, you know, said. <laughs> it's just, mm -hmm. just, we're filling up air because if we're not talking, then we're not doing our job as actors, which is not true at all. But that's how we, I think a lot of people feel that way when they first start. Um, I, uh, uh, I mean, yes, 100%. I always try to tell people like talk less. You don't need to do all yeah. that talking, even though in real life, I do a lot of that. Um, uh, yeah. and then probably like ramble because I'm funny. Uh, but the, <laughs> yeah. like other people don't do it, but when I do it, it's fine. Cause I look at how charming <laughs> yeah. I am. Uh, so, uh, man, I'm trying to think of like what actually goes on, uh, in my mind as I'm doing it because my mind's like both empty and like racing at like a frantic pace at the same time yeah. uh because i'm like okay uh this person is uh this person is saying something so i'm like listening to what you're saying and then i'm like okay uh what's my character doing what have i done uh where is this possibly going what are they possibly saying uh what does that mean how do i feel about that is the time to go meta right now so i have like my <laughs> like little stockpile of questions and depending on the context i'll be thinking about like 
different things. Uh, so, like at the beginning of the scene, um, if somebody like you know starts the scene, then you know I'll always uh, enter like somewhat like neutrally. Um, uh, I like kind of like sneak into the scene because just in case they have like a strong initiation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, once they start addressing me, I just uh, I, I talk about like hypersensitivity a lot, where like um, instead of like you know, like something like triggers you and you have that immediate like emotional reaction. Uh, and even if it's not like something that it would normally upset you, something about it just makes you feel something. Uh, that's what I try to like bring to improv where like you don't judge that feeling until afterwards. Uh, and uh, like whatever feeling that is, is the right feeling in the moment, even though it might be uncomfortable. And with improv, we're always like, oh, I got to, like, pick the right thing. But the right thing is the first thing that you pick. And then everything subsequent, because if nothing's been established, then there's no right or wrong, right? Uh, so the uh, I try to tell people, like, you know, just pick something. And if you're like, hey, did you get the, you know, the beans from the store? Um, uh, then I could, like, for me, I, I personally, like, really hate when people ask me to do something that I've already done, I'm like, yeah, yeah of course I got the beans. You, <laughs> you need to just give me, a, a, I, I literally just walked in the door. Okay. You're attacking me. Yeah. And then yeah. they will re- respond to something. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so again, I apologize for the, me having to step away. Um yeah, I think uh, it's when I when I, I I I love the way you described it, Jeff is is like your mind is blank and racing mm-hmm. a mile a minute. Um, I think what I'm doing when I'm listening is um, trying to, especially early in a scene, again, it's kind of like do do both things of like of like also sharing a piece of the puzzle and and then also. Uh, reacting and dig- digging deeper into what somebody just said to me um, and, and giving it uh, deeper meaning. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so when I hear, if I'm, if I'm doing, I think if, if I'm doing a good job and I feel on my game, um, I will listen to someone's dialogue and then be like, almost literally in my head, uh, be like, okay, so that means this and make a choice about um you know there's there's did you get the beans and, uh, and it's like uh there's there, there's there's many possibilities of like we're 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 baristas or we're roommates or uh we are jack and the beanstalk something or other you know um and i'll just pick one of those uh, and, and i'll say so that means this and then i'll load that and then try to find a way that naturally um that sounds natural, not heavy handed and like indirectly uh, like A to C's mm-hmm. uh, 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 meaning if, if you're not familiar with that term, that there's a A to B to C and kind of like skip the B and go right to C um, with a line of dialogue. That's like, okay, if it's the barista route and did I get the beans and I'll be like, um, I'll be like, yes, did you uh, get, you know, Mr. Johnson to calm down and, and hang tight in the lobby or, or, or whatever. Like right. there, 
I haven't said we're, we're baristas or we work in hospitality or a hotel or whatever, but like I've indirectly kind of established that, that that's the route we're going and mm -hmm. given uh, uh, an additional piece of info. That example might not be the best job of it. <laughs> or necessarily funny. No, perfect. Nailed it. Lots but, of uh, uh, Mr. Johnson fans in the comments. Yeah, lots of Mr. Mr. Johnson, the Johnson reports, those all. <laughs> what I, what I do like about that, this is what I, this is what I do like about that, and I would probably also be conscious of this in in a scene, uh, is that um, I literally w was not able to come up with someone's first name <laughs> in that moment. So I said Mr. Johnson just to like slap a placeholder in there right. so that I could move on with the establishment in some way, shape or form. And that that now is like a weird thing where I'm like, I wanted to be baristas, but now it seems more like we are in the executive lounge of like, you know, mm -hmm. um, some uh, office building or, or like a meeting place for powerful people. Um, and so it, I, by trying to do one thing, I've incidentally implied something, uh, a little off from that. And, uh, again, like, like you said, Jeff is, is to just like, just name it. And even if you kind of like flub it, then you're going to find something great in the flub. And that's the second secret, which is listening to yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say sometimes so I don't do that enough. Yeah. It's it, it's no, like we just focus on getting the words out. And then sometimes we say these things that like surprise us. And uh, like, if you're like Mr. Johnson, uh, and then somebody's like, uh, yeah, and uh, Mr. Johnson's here as well. And then we're like, we work at Johnson and Johnson. Uh, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Johnson. The, uh, the, lots of uh, 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 vaccine related humor uh, is, you know, <laughs> it, yeah. it, poignant. <laughs> Yeah, we are we are at the lab of Johnson and Johnson while they're developing the vaccine and the Starbucks lab in Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um well, okay, so we have uh we have a couple questions from 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 uh Kurt on multiple platforms uh, which I think are um somewhat related. So Kurt asks uh first of all on YouTube, uh what about abstract talk? Um, like in a lull in the conversation, ask are people tubes uh, and a, a follow up on the Facebook uh, page. Um, if you have a scene that has everything it needs, if a character asks a character a small talk or big talk question, can that unnecessarily escalate the scene? Maybe I need clarification on that, Kurt. Uh, but uh, then the second part is if a scene is missing the unusual thing, can a question add that? And I, and I think that those two things are, are related because I do think sometimes, yeah. uh, or I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it to you, Jeff, to, to answer as as our guest. <laughs> uh, I I haven't tried abstract talk yet, but I think I will try it uh, <laughs> because in my mind, I see like uh, myself like mumbling, like, are people tubes? And then the person going like, what? And then me going like, uh, never mind. <laughs> The rest of their day, did Jeff ask our people tubes? Yeah. Uh, so I love living in people's brains rent free. Uh, I don't love it. Uh, that's scary to me. Uh, <laughs> why are they thinking about me? Is it bad? Do people still like me? Uh, so the um, so as far as like um, unnecessary escalation, like if all the like groundwork is set up, I feel like there's no such thing as unnecessary escalation. I might be 
like uh, uh, um, uh, wrong on that, but I feel like it should be constantly heightening, especially yeah. uh, now this is more, well, no, I would agree, even if you're doing like long form narrative in a scene, you should be heightening. Now you shouldn't be resolving the entire narrative, but the scene should have a reason for being. Um, it should still have a beginning, middle, and end. So the um, uh, I think what the intent behind that might be could just be like people who um, unnaturally escalate. So like, how are you doing? Ah! Ah! You know what I mean? I uh, watch that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I guess. That, so, so Kurt, if you're not already. Uh, given a little bit of an elaboration on it, I'd be curious to know if, if what you mean is is what Jeff said is like unnecessarily as in like kind of take it in a forced Wait, direction. It, I, uh, I can see it doing the opposite, like de-escalating. Like, mm. oh man, we're about to rob that bank. Hey man, how's your mom doing? Oh, really good. Uh, she still make that, that dish I like? Oh, what dish is that? Uh, you know, that dish I like. Well, let's talk about that. We could rob the bank, but no, we're going to talk about this dish from a fictional character and we are not even being specific about what dish so you can't even you know see it in the the, the theater of the mind if you will uh so yeah i can see it dis you know de-escalating rather than escalating although i really love that scene because i do <laughs> kind of love like the activity that we're supposed to do but then we get caught up in a side conversation like hey man you've been asking about my mom a lot like <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's, what's yeah. Like I'm fine. She's like well, you know a, a sexual yeah. woman. She's a sexual creature, but just kind of yeah, like yeah. I mean you know it was weird when I was younger, but now I'm older, and you know the age gap wouldn't be as as weird as it was when I was like I don't know in high school. So how is your mom doing? I mean, like, look, she's fifty. She had me when uh, she was a little younger. Uh, okay. uh, uh, but you know, like, somebody fifty dating somebody thirty isn't weird. Just no. like, do you want? So you don't have a problem with a 20-year age gap, is what you're saying? Yeah, no, no. in this scene. Uh, in real life, I, I literally, my girlfriend and I have the same birthday. Uh, no. uh, she was born three seconds uh, before me. Uh, so, you know, like, I guess I have an older woman for you, uh, uh, a fetish, but um, um, that's disgusting. <laughs> they, they is that some kind of filter age. you had on like bumble or it, it was this coincidence you met her <laughs> uh 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 um both uh so the yeah i pay for bumble plus and you can get real weird with <laughs> really? um the uh no, no, no we're, we're not the same age just for the jeff fans who were like back checking like no she was uh, her birthday's june yeah, 3rd yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well, okay, so so going back yeah, to, to um, sidetracked. Well, a couple. Well, I, I honestly like like uh, I think what, what what's happening here and there in our conversation um, is um, we're having good examples of of ways that like listening uh, mm -hmm. comes into play with improv because uh, one one thing that I, I kind of have a, a pin in that I do want to talk about is like sometimes if you're listening too hard or focusing not listening too hard but like sometimes the result of wanting to listen so intently that you use every single sentence for something can take you on these tangents. And then it's like, you, you, you uh, want to build and follow in one direction, but then, you know, what do you do um, to get back to the arc of like, shit, how did we get here? Um, and where's the overall show or scene going? Um, 
and uh, you know, kind of this that also takes to me um, uh, uh, relates to what Kurt is asking about, like these questions, because that is like something that I think is a good go to um, if you do find a game um, early in a scene and things do escalate or you you know come uh, off the top of a scene just like really heightening and then it doesn't get edited or you, it just isn't the right time in the show for a, another short scene. To, to kind of de-escalate it, like you said, Bob, is that you can just go to small talk. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you can always reset it by reiterating like one of the first sentences that started the scene in the first place. So you're almost resetting. Yeah. Uh, taking the mulligan, if you will. Yeah. So these, so, kind of, these I, I think it is like a, a, a good takeaway from this idea of small talk and big talk is that you can use those to... Um, to just like that. People do that, right? In real conversations... Mm -hmm you might have like this lull or break and yeah, you can just kind of throw out like a small talk conversation, keep it in the, I think if it's too far uh, uh, off, if it's not using anything about what you've established so far in the scene, it can um, detract from yeah. what you gave yourselves. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if, if you do find yourself in a scene that like doesn't seem to be catching or, you know, um, uh, is just feeling kind of like mundane or whatever, you can just kind of like throw in uh, a big talk question and or or an abstract question and and be like, I, I've been losing sleep over this thought that maybe we're tubes. Um, I don't personally see anything wrong with that as, and in fact, I, th I think that it can be very helpful just as, as like a mechanical move for an improviser, mm -hmm. as long as it's not coming out of like a knee-jerk panic reaction because you're hung up on, worrying about the scene being funny or interesting. If you're using it more just like a, a playful device of like, I recognize that this scene hasn't really taken, maybe I can just kind of throw a fun um, toy into the into the mix and, and see where it takes us from there. Yeah, I think the, like what you said is the key part, like not acting out of fear, acting out of like intentionality. Mm -hmm. So like, the um uh in grading papers like there's some students who write three pages because they have a lot to say about like something and then there are people who write three pages because it was 11:57, and then they just basically like did cocaine and like wrote whatever like yeah. and i also i like dogs dogs are fluffy and big and fluffy and big and fluffy but some of them small and not fluffy um which still a great paper but uh, <laughs> a b um <laughs> Uh, so the, like, uh, um, like I, like if as a character, like I feel uncomfortable with the way the conversation is going and like, it's established that like, I like, or maybe not even established, but like, it would be, it would make sense that my character would try to like steer the conversation away. Like, you know, uh, significant other accusing you of cheating. And then it's like. Uh, wait, I would never, ever, ever, ever. Oh my God, I just remembered uh, that. Uh, did you take the dog for a walk? Did I? We should just make sure the dog was walked. Uh, mm -hmm. I was like, babe, stop changing the subject. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> babe, I would never, ever. Are people tubes? <laughs> I'm going to get back to this. <laughs> Got lipstick on your collar, but are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, we have another question from Sue. Yay, Sue. Hi, Sue. Uh, often I find that listening is a way to shut down the internal auditor slash writer in my mind while on stage to simply be present and react to my scene partner. It almost feels like cheating. Also, again, pulling from our cheating scenario <laughs> uh, sometimes. Um, what's your opinion? Um, yeah. The too easy, Jeff? Um, why... Like, I, I, it's really funny because, like, people always try to make things, like, super hard. Like, yeah. in writing, people are like, uh, I'm not going to learn, like, structure or anything like that. Um, <laughs> you know, like, it would be like, oh, I want to learn how to uh, play piano. Let me, like, build my own piano first. Right. Um, if there are things that make your job easier as a writer, actor, or whatever, like, techniques, uh, use them. Uh, because that is the whole point of training where you learn techniques to make your job easier. So if you know that like if a scene is taking uh, tanking or hasn't started yet, you have these like techniques uh, that will make your scenes great, then do them. Uh, I do understand uh, what you mean because I am super talented like yourself, Sue, uh, and every scene that I do is amazing. And sometimes you just get bored of it, right? I just get so bored of success. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, I think uh, what can sometimes happen is you feel like um, you're you're doing all scenes in a very mechanical way, and then I think that's when you like uh, put little challenges for yourself. Uh, so some uh, months I'll just be like, uh, I'm going to try to play uh, characters who do not speak, but can I still yes and if I'm not speaking? Uh, and sometimes I can't. Uh, or uh, I'll play big characters that are way different than who I am. Or I'll see how weird I can get with still being grounded. Uh, or I'll play, you know, like, uh, there are a multitude of things that you can do to break up your own routine. Uh, but still, you need that, like, foundation of core basics. Uh, that would, it, it would be kind of like uh, saying, like, yes, sanding is too easy. Uh, like, no, no, like, that's the core of it. Um, and knowing that rule uh, just because it makes things easier doesn't mean that you're cheating. Um, uh, but I do cheat by writing all my lines on my head. <laughs> that's that's the secret, man. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm gesturing out here. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> are people t tubs? Are people, no, are people tubes? That's why I always wear a, 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 a hat on all my characters. So I can do this, mm -hmm. scan it, talk. That's how I get away with it. <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> James, how do you cheat? Um, I mean, honestly, that was such a great answer that you gave. Uh, yeah. Uh, with the making things too easy on yourself is is, is like I, I both um, totally agree with what you're saying uh, that like we off we're always trying to like make it dip more difficult than it needs to be, um, and that um there's two ends of that there's the, the one end that's like you need to learn how to simplify things to make things easier on yourself use what's available but then i absolutely also agree with what you said that uh uh that yeah sometimes it, it really is it like if you if you find yourself just go, having the same types of results from what you're doing even if it's easier and, and generally successful um then you do uh I think I think it's important for every improviser to find things that keep things challenging and fun, but not at the expense of 
um, your partner or, you know, wrecking the show or whatever, but like, yeah, finding ways to keep yourself. That's a huge reason of, of why we all got into this and why we're still doing it is because of this endless learning curve and it feeling like a, um, you know, a, uh, thrill seeking adventure. So if that thrill goes away, e even if you're doing a good job all the time, then it is like, um, well, maybe I'll throw a little curveball in or I'll, I'll uh, give myself an added, added challenge um, to have different results uh, and different types of scenes. Yeah. I well, think, I, I just want to add oh, to both of you. Like, uh, so listening is great. And and your response, the, the yes part is usually a direct result of the information your scene partner get you, gave you. But uh, the and, that's all you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the listening and response part, that's, yeah, that can be mechanical, but then you, when it comes to the ending part, that's, that's when you get to play and then they have to deal with whatever you throw back at them. So that's when the fun, so maybe having your uh, internal judge or writer, it, it, you know, quiet during that time can surprise you. And then that, that, then you have an organic discovery. So then you both get to play with something that you just added to the scene uh i would love to steal from two other disciplines uh so uh one stand-up and two basketball uh so uh follow me uh uh for a second so stand-up uh when you do stand-up comedy uh you usually do a blend of material that you know hits and new material uh so that no matter what you're doing a good show Right. Uh, you know that like uh, that like new material that you throw in might not necessarily work, but you have, uh, you know, your jokes that you just know are going to hit every time. You don't sometimes with some audiences, you just don't. Uh, so uh, uh, I think that is how you prevent things from being too easy by like knowing like your stock stuff and if you did that all the time it would just be boring you'd just be doing the same show over and over and over right uh and throwing in something new that like challenge like can i do this kind of humor will this type of thing hit uh same thing with like basketball or a similar thing with basketball where like uh everybody who plays basketball knows how to do a layup uh it's the easiest technique from what i've been told uh to do in a basketball game uh so uh um uh saying like well i don't want to do a layup because it's too easy well like no like uh you'll have plenty of opportunity in your career to do challenging like uh you know all the way across the court uh uh, uh right yeah, at the buzzer, buzzer beater. yeah yeah uh but uh if you have that foundation of like a solid foundation of, like this is stuff that i know will work uh and i'll play around and try to improve uh, then you'll be good. But that's like the artist thing where we get into routines uh, and then uh, we either go like, oh, this is fine. Or we go, no, I want more. Uh, so be, be R.A.L. Want more. Uh, sell your uh, comedy skills to a sea witch. Um, but also, uh, Ursula kind of gets a bad rap. Uh, it, was a, it was a business transaction and yeah. R.A.L. didn't read the fine print. Uh, so are we going to like get mad at an Ursula corporation just because she's trying to make billions of dollars for her shareholders? Nope. Mm -mm. Read your contracts, kids. <laughs> also, Triton gave her like a $3 billion bailout. So like, who's the bad guy? <laughs> it's funny. It's it's one of the only, well, not I guess not one of the only, there's plenty of like deal with the devil 
uh, stories, but like it is funny that Ariel like agreed. Yeah. She did it to herself in some ways. But, yeah. <laughs> also, why aren't we blaming the handsome prince? Uh... Yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to give up anything. That's what I'm saying. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, who's this hot lady who's different from the other hot lady that I was apparently in love with? You don't even know what she sounds like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just all about the looks, man. Throw her back in. Yeah. How good looking can she be? She combs her hair with a fork. <laughs> um, I comb my hair with a fork. You guys think people are tubes? Salad or like... <laughs> shrimp? <laughs> How does that work? Uh, uh, it, it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Um uh, but it's got four times, so I can't do a three-time fork. Well, so uh, as it's happening again, let me um, <laughs> let me let me pull this pin out of the topic of uh, Jeff. What are your thoughts on like again? You're you're so good at latching on to the, the last thing said or last line of dialogue and building bits, and you even mentioned before you went on that you uh, are often tangential. Um, so, how do you? Um, do you do you kind of lean into that and let yourself be someone on stage or off that kind of like just follows it until we are uh, 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 as far away as we're going to get from where we started, um, or do you sometimes have to mitigate like like how do you, how do you get it back to the track that you're on in a scene or uh, in a conversation or anything? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, and uh, I think one thing when you're like learning any art is you try to uh, imitate people who you think are great. Uh, but I think there's a certain point where you kind of like learn what works for you. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I just know that I'm like terrible at characters. Um, like I'm decent at them, but like, uh, like doing like sustained, like having like stock characters, like some people have where they're like, this is my, this guy, this is my, this guy. And all of them have different voices and like, uh, thoughts. And I write journals for them. Like that's never going to be like me. Um, or who knows, uh, cut to me in like two years, a completely different person. <laughs> so, uh, you, you have to, uh, do what works for you. Cause my brain, like, since it's always like running like a little, mouse uh on like a motor scooter i i, I lost that one uh, yeah, well, I gotcha. yeah okay With, uh, the image is clear yeah, yeah. uh so uh it uh like i can deal with multiple threads of information at once so it's very easy for me to like uh um if this is the like path of the scene make like little loop-de-loops and twirls um so the uh because i know uh um back to like uh the boring stuff like i know my relationship with the person in the scene uh and i know like okay so like we're roommates uh we're um uh, uh fighting about like um uh, uh time in the bathroom in the morning right uh and then one of you asked me uh, are we tubes and then i'm like look guys we're made out of tubes yeah but does that mean that we're tubes like Computers are made out of parts, but they're not parts. They're computers. It's the gestalt. Like the sum is the right. whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Anyway, the bathroom, right? Yeah. Uh, so I know that like I can go on a tangent and then and the back of my mind say like, but like, what's the thing that we're focused on? Uh, also, right. 
uh, one thing that people don't use enough is just asking questions through the character because like we've all in life uh, like been in a conversation and gone like, wait, what were we talking about before? Uh, so why wouldn't a character say that? Like in character, I could be like, tubes, tubes, tubes. Wait, we were talking about something important. There was a reason why the three of us gathered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's about the yeah. tubes? Macaroni? <laughs> Sarah. One of you is dating my mom. <laughs> I'm fine with that. The age gap is nothing, right? No, yeah, uh, I'm over that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, both of you? What? I mean, <laughs> she's a sexual woman. Uh, I hope that my actual mom never watches this. Uh, <laughs> oh, my uh, Jeff is on one of those podcoms. I'm going to hit the button. <laughs> Let me put what? it loud for all the church members to hear. Come on. <laughs> oh, bless you, my child. Bless you. Um, I don't know why there's an old timey monk in in my house, but uh, yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, that's kind of how I do it, uh, where I give myself the freedom to go on little adventures, but I know that I have to return home at some point. Yeah, and take care of the foundation first. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, great. Then um, I, this has been a great conversation. Uh, we're at the end of our time. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining. Before we let no! you go. Is there anything you it's want to plug? Over? Yeah, this, that's it, man. Oh, man. I fucked up three hours for this. Uh, uh, <laughs> no no plugs for me. I mean, you know, uh, um, my plug would just be uh, it's crazy time, so take care of yourself. That's my plug. Hey, good beautiful. plug. Good plug. Um, well, thanks again for joining. We really appreciate being here. Uh, it's been a great conversation about listening. Yes. What? Um, to everyone else, uh, thanks so much for your great questions from Kurt and from Sue. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And remember that we are streaming live on uh, the Facebook group and the Facebook page for the Improv Network, as uh, Kurt took advantage of, um, as well as the YouTube channel for Improv FAQ, which Kurt also took advantage of. You can, you can comment on both. Um, and we are also available as an audio only podcast. You can get the audio from these conversations anywhere podcasts are found. So subscribe to that. Catch up on all the ones you've missed uh, on the live stream slot. Otherwise, we'll catch you Sundays, 1 p.m. Eastern every week, except for probably some holiday dates that are coming up. Uh, actually, yeah, I think we're off for the last two weeks. <laughs> of December as I as I'm as I'm reaffirming our weekly yeah <laughs> time slot. Um but uh we'll catch you next week. Thanks again Jeff. Yeah. Um and we'll catch you next time on the Improv Network podcast. Bye. Bye.